Well, hello everyone. Jane here from Your Way Weight Loss. Hello, Alicia. Hello, Boo. Woo! I don't know. Pew, 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 pew. Nah. Is that it? Is that what I usually do? Erica Kramer, everyone. Do, 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 do. Nah. What's happening? Oh my God. We guys, we're lo- we are losing it. We're losing <laughs> our touch. We're losing our touch. I think it's because we are tired. Yeah. And, um, so we're trying to get ahead here because we're trying to be like normal people and have vacation time. But our, I mean, our content needs to keep coming out while we're on vacation, right? So we have to, if we, if we want to go on vacation, we have to pre-record shit and we have to like be on it. And right now, honestly, we're trying to breathe from after the documentary and it's not going well. <laughs> I know I was going to say, and we, we also just spent our t- one entire month like on the internet or on camera basically so it's like it's just it's a lot talking we spent the last month talking so much talking so basically we're like what do you want to talk about today and she's like oh my god i don't know and then i came up with like one idea and then she's like i think we already we already did a podcast on this i was like i think so too um so but we're, we actually rocked it we ended it strong i love what we're going to talk about today the humans need to talk about these topics, these hot topics right now at your weight loss. We actually just started 10 hot topics. So these are our meetings of the week um, because it's our 10 year anniversary. We're being super corny, corny, cliche. I don't know which one is the right one. Corny. Um, corny. I like it uh, with our themes. So we just finished the 10 S's to success. And we just started hot topics this weekend, everyone. So we're going to go and have a sh- cold notes, cold notes. Is that a short notes? Cold stories. Coals, not cold like fret. <laughs> not cold. Coal. <laughs> There's no D? No. Cold notes. And why is it called that? Good question. I actually think that you used to be able to buy in the bookstore. Um, it was like a Coles note. So like for books that you were supposed to read in school, I think you could like go to like chapters and buy like the Coles notes version of Shakespeare or whatever. Wow. I always thought it was Coles with a D. Okay, perfect. And how do you write Cole? C-O-L-E-K-O-H-L. Is it like Coles, like the store? Coles notes. C-O-L-E-S, our student guides to literature published in Canada. The Coles bookstore first published Coles Notes in 1948. Wow. That was before anyone was French. No one was French before 1948, so no one knows that it's Coles so proud of myself right now. That was amazing. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. So, so basically we're the today's podcast and Thursday's podcast is about our five, our 10 hot topics. And we're just going to go quick, kind of like lightning round. What we have to say about these topics. I like it. So basically guys at your way, weight loss, every Saturday, we come up with brand new content. Jose and I do a duo together, which is us discussing the topic. And then her and I each go live, um, and, and have a meeting with our members. So obviously if you're a member, you would get way more in depth for each one of these conversations, but we just kind of want to touch on each one with you guys and give you our opinion, why we pick them for a hot topic. Yeah, no, I like it. So hot topics for us are things that are like in the weight loss industry, these are hot topics and also maybe words that come up a lot when mm. one wants to lose weight. Mm. Um, they could also be controversial. That's why they're like a little hot topic. And we're just going to go and quickly say our, I guess, give our opinion and our perception 
and you're going to listen and love it. So, okay. What's the first one, Alicia? Okay. The first one is binging. Ooh, come on down. It's kind of um, heavy. That's a heavy, hot topic though. Um, okay. For me, so I'll, well, let's just go and say how we feel about that word. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah. So for me, punch, uh, punching, <laughs> wow. <laughs> punching. This is going to be something to listen to everyone stick around. You never know what's going to come out. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with me being three weeks away from you and not parler en français, en anglais. Oh wait, Dana's with us. So probably the last few days I'll be speaking English, but it's crazy how I lose like my touch when I don't spend a lot of time with you. Okay. Which we just spent a lot of time together, but it's been two days. So in the last 48 hours, I've missed you and I've only talked en français. It's true. Okay. 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 So binging, I see that as like, well, I know, okay. Again, this is a, not a serious topic, but a sensitive topic. Yeah. So I just want you guys to listen to this with like, find yourself in our wards. Um, okay. We're not also not painting everyone with the same brush. What's important to me is binging. I think is also a label that, um, of a way that you behave. So for example, someone be like, Oh, I just binged. That was binging. So it's, it's not a word that I use often. I don't think I don't use it often, not because I don't quote unquote binge. I think it's because I don't label my actions with those typical things that maybe I've done in the past. Like I really try to not label how I behave other than I made a choice. Yeah. So for me, binging is not something that I say that I do, not because I don't necessarily binge, but I don't label it as that. So for example, the days after um, the documentary I shared with you guys, like, I think what I did or how I behaved the few days after the documentary would have been labeled as emotional eating and binging. Um, but I did not label my behavior that way. I was just like, I definitely ate past, um, fullness. I also really reflected on why I was behaving that way. So for me, binging is a label that I think we just throw around almost, um, but I also understand that there is a disorder of binging. And I understand that I think that if you think you have uh, more serious uh, things you want to work on in regards to binging to talk to your uh, physician. Yeah, I agree. Um, what, do, what does binging mean to you? Like define binging. Like how would you define binging? I think binging for me is uh, when you are not... Um, it's not loss of control, but kind of, uh, you could be very much in the moment. I think there's two, there's obviously different kinds. You could literally be mindlessly eating, not at all present in your con consumption of food. But I think if we were to just look at the definition of binging, it would just be consuming a, a high quantity of food in a short amount of time. I think that is what maybe Google would say to us. What about you? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like kind of losing control, you know, consuming a lot of calories in a small period of time. Um, and it's also, you know, eating way past hunger. So yeah, it's in a moment that you're just, it's, it's not about hunger. It's just really eating. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and I think that probably people, what, what everyone would define as binging is different. Like, you know what I mean? I, I really think that I could define something as a binging moment for me, but someone else might, they wouldn't recognize that. So define it for yourself. Right. I think I, that if we, oh, go. I do think it's something that we need to talk about more. I think it is something that affects more people than we realize. Mm 
Mm. I think many people that are struggling with their relationship with food um, are also struggling with episodes of binge eating. And I think there's a ton of shame and a bear embarrassment attached to binge eating. And I think if we could destigma it a little bit, maybe more people would talk about it and how they overcome it and, you know, how they feel and we could learn from each other. But I think it's something not a lot of people are talking about right now. So we're not learning from each other about it. I do see what you're saying. I feel like binging equals bad. It's a bad behavior. It's a, it's a habit. It's, and, and that I don't like, I don't like for me, it's like, let's look into it. Let's see how we can, um, how we can, figure out why this is happening. Cause it is an action. It's a behavior that you're doing. So I think it's like anything else. If you were to behave in a certain way, you would want to know why you're, you know, why you're, it, it, if you behave in a way that you don't like it, you don't like that you do that, you would go and look deeper into why you're behaving that way. And that's what we would recommend, right? For binging, it would just be go look into prior thoughts, prior emotions, prior whatever, and then during and then after as well. A lot of reflecting, you guys, nothing else will fix it, you know? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask you before we moved on to the next one. I was going to say, what was your advice? And for me too, for sure, I would uh, ask for you to identify specific triggers. So that could be a certain food item in your home. It could be a certain emotion. It could be a certain time of day. It could be a hunger level. Um, and then to, 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 you know, try to pinpoint your triggers, but then really listen to yourself think because you could have a trigger and maybe that's emotions, Okay. Between the time that you have a trigger that is your emotion and you actually start acting, there are thoughts. And so we need to figure out what are your triggers and what are your thoughts before the action are, are actually happens. That's what mm -hmm. we need to figure out. And the answer to you, uh, I guess, fixing it or not, you know, not behaving that way is there. The answer is before. Like your trigger, you need to figure out your trigger in order for you to di divert your behavior, di change your behavior. Yeah. And, and then there's no magic. It'll take time. Um, you know, you'll have to work at it. I always say you win some, you lose some. It's like weekends. Like, you know, you never, you can have weekends where you're really proud on how you behaved. You were reasonable, whatever. And you're like, you're not fixed for all weekends for the rest of your life. Like there's some so weekends true. where, you know, there's some weekends where it, that won't, you know, you're not as prepared or maybe your mindset's different or circumstances are different, you know? Uh, absolutely. Okay. So let's go to weekends. Oh, great. So weekends is another hot topic. Uh, weekends is also a topic that comes up definitely in the conversation of weight loss and calorie deficit. Uh, weekends are and will always be a part of one's life, whether that person is overweight, healthy, fit, whatever you want to label your neighbor or yourself, weekends are a part of it. So for me, it's like, it's that one thing that we almost all have in common, you know, binging, maybe not everyone relates to it, but weekends, I would say 99.9% .9 of society would relate to how we behave differently on weekends as we should. I, I, I think that thinking that you will behave the same way on a Monday than on the Saturday is, is not realistic. It's not, you're not going to eat the same things. You're not going to probably move your body the same way. You might, but you might not as well. Um, but I do think that weekends is definitely hot topic. And um, I think we should talk about it more actually. When it comes to weight loss, I think that people are often set up for Monday to Friday and we're not talking enough about the damages of the weekend and how we can better our weekends to get the success we want, you know? 
Yeah. And, and I think that people, maybe it's an area that we could work on our uh, calorie awareness as well. Right. Yes. Um, you know, often people are frustrated and saying to us, I just don't know why I'm not losing weight, you know, when they, you know, show us a typical day, but then, okay, but wait, what is Friday, Saturday, Sunday like? And, you know, uh, to be fair, the, some diets quite literally would say, take your cheat day on Saturday, eat whatever you want. It doesn't matter. So mm. a lot of people that did diets, they gave them a full cheat day still are having a little bit of that mentality on the weekend thinking, well, it's one day, how bad, like, you know, but it's math. So if you guys consume 10,000 calories over on a Saturday, you're probably not going to create a deficit on average that week. Yeah. And, and for me, I do believe that if there's one part of your week where you need to create more awareness, it's your weekend. So I think my advice for weekends would be create awareness. That's it. And change your language around weekends. So awareness and language, those were two of my like, um, biggest things that I needed to work on when I chose to no longer live that life of, you know, feeling more deprived during the week and kind of giving her over the weekend. I lived that life for a very long time. There's nothing bad about it. I, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just when I realized that I was not okay anymore with how I needed to behave during the week um, to get the results I wanted, that's when I knew that I needed to work on my weekends. And so I didn't go and attack my weekends and say like, you need to eat, you know, chicken and broccoli and no more date night. It was, you need to stop labeling your weekend as this thing that doesn't matter. It does. And you need to stop when you wake up on Saturday mornings, there was a, there was a different feeling in a different language. And I just like started to work on my language first and creating awareness on how much it adds up when you just like, quote unquote, don't care or don't at all look at anything. And you're just giving her because you're choosing things that are very high in calories and chances are you're going high in volume as well. And that combination is, is a lot. Yeah. And my advice for people, if they are some, if they're watching or listening and they're like, yep, I'd like to work on my weekends. Like you said, create calorie awareness. I'd also love for you to create awareness around what parts of your weekend are most important to you. You know, because yeah. sometimes for myself, I identified that I wanted a break from cooking, but that would often turn into a lot of a calorie dense food. But I realized I could get that same thing that I needed out of less calorie dense food. So it was that I wanted a break from cooking. So when I created awareness around that, I was like, okay, well, I could do this and still work towards this goal. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, if, if people look at me and they're like, oh my God, like she gets to go on date night and then they have this like really yummy supper and whatever I needed to create awareness around the rest of the day because I did not want to let that part go. So please know that you can be yourself. You, what you need to do though, is realize that, you know, when we say I want all of the things all of the time, that is not what you want. That's not true. That's you don't want all the things all the time. You want permission. And I do feel like on weekends, having more awareness around the language that you're using around the food that you're eating and also the experiences that you really, really enjoy on weekends, like not cooking, going out with friends, going out to date night. Why are we eating, you know, uh, uh, this very calorie dense breakfast at home when that's not a part of like really what you're looking forward to, you know? Or like, even I would just like take random bites of the kids stuff. Cause it was yes. a Saturday. Yeah. Like, you just like finish their plates, you know? Yeah. Um, I want to ask you one more question about weekends. Do you think that you having more flexibility during your week? So like a lunch here or there, maybe a piece of pie that your mother-in-law dropped off. Do you feel like incorporating more flexibility during your week helps you to be more reasonable during the weekend? 1000%. And I did not think that was a thing. So I just like want to be transparent. I truly believed that for the rest of my life, 
I would just eat all the things on Saturdays because I didn't think that I could stop my relationship with Saturdays just because it had been a part of my life for so long. I remember saying, even if I end up eating whatever I wanted during the week, I would still give her on the Saturday. And that was false. That was, I was just like scared of, it was like, so I never gave myself permission. And now I see that if I am investing in my weekdays, I don't feel the need to give her on a Saturday because I just had a week very satisfied and not feeling deprived. And I know that when we did our masterclass, someone commented that and said, you know, for me, it's always weekends. I always do so well during the week and then weekends I give her. And in my mind, that's your, your body, your brain giving you a message. And I didn't listen for years, but that's okay. I, I'm allowed to like learn at my pace and whatever. So again, nothing's bad, but it's just, I truly believe, like we said, even on the vacation podcast, I was not listening to the fact that when I was on vacation, I would give her. And I thought that was just what it was. But if I would have really listened and created awareness, that was my body and my brain telling me something. So just like us after eating Tim Hortons, we knew while we were doing it that this was not sustainable and whatever. But my brain and my body, the way I behaved after it was done, clearly a message that that was not the proper way to go. Um, but we knew that. Whereas sometimes when you're in it, you think you're not, you're not feeling deprived. You think you're, uh, I got this. No, no, no. This is the best. But why are you behaving that way the weekend? Then there's something there, you guys. So just like, again, listen to how you're, listen to your behavior. Yeah. Look at your behavior. Basically. Yeah. And you know what? It was a limiting belief for you. That that was it a really limit, was. that was a limiting belief for you. And that's okay. We all have limiting beliefs. Um, but sometimes those beliefs are what are holding us back from progress. And you know, you didn't. And progress doesn't mean even the scale. Progress could just be a better life. Oh, absolutely, a better relationship with food. Yeah. Um, you know, you having more control over food. Um, but sometimes we have to force ourselves to experience something different to really know, you know, how many people said to us, oh my gosh, I could never do that with the Tim Hortons experiment. And I wanted to say, but how do you know, mm. like until you personally experience something, you do not know what, how it's going to end. You don't know. I agree. I agree. Okay. Um, yeah. Go. Next. Next is nighttime eating. Oh, mon Dieu. <laughs> that is a hot topic in the weight loss industry, mon Dieu. And um, I mean, why is that a hot topic? It's a hot topic because some people say don't eat at night. Some people say it's fine to eat at night. Some people, and I do think it's also a hot topic because I think a lot of people, I don't want to say struggle, but like struggle with nighttime eating. Absolutely. I think that it's uh, it's up there with weekends uh, with where people don't recognize how much they can consume during that period of time. Um, there's like two pieces to nighttime eating. There's that piece leash where people do struggle to, um, consume reasonably, or it's just like a high calorie time of day. People are tired, whatever. Um, but it's just, it's just, it is what it is. It's like weekends, right? Yeah. E evening emotions are different than morning emotions. It's just what it is. Well, weekend emotions are different than Monday emotions. Like, so evening, um, or nighttime eating definitely, is a hot topic for that reason. And I think that that's why the diet industry um, was really almost um, advising people to just not eat at night because they knew it would help them create a calorie deficit. But then that kind of damaged other things by scaring people that there's, you can never eat at night if you want to lose weight. And that's just not true. So there's like two conversations here to, to be had for nighttime eating. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, we just are, we've always advocated for just telling people what it is and they can make their own choices because some people do eat at night and can eat, uh, uh, you know, uh, one small portion and it's great. And it's a big part of their happiness. Um, some people are really hungry at night. Some people's lifestyle, maybe they work shift work and it's, you know what I mean? It's just the time that fits for their life to have a meal. Like people yeah. need to know what they can do. Yeah, no, I always feel bad about uh, about that piece where you said shift worked. I always feel bad for people that have shift worked and have gone through the diet industry because their work did not fit the mold. Do you know what? You are so right. And often yeah. people say to us, Oof, I work shifts. And it's the reason why they think it's been it's going to be so hard or almost impossible is because of all the rules of diets are harder to fit with a shift worker. Absolutely. You're so right. Yeah. So that's why I always feel like they feel like they're like doomed for like, oh, my job stops me. Um, so I think they, they deserve to know, like when someone's like, oh, my work, I, I'm like, oh, that changes nothing, honestly, in, in terms of your fat loss journey. Like, uh, you just eat at a different time than other people. But, but they, we've been told so much, though, that it dip, it, it really does matter if you eat after 703 fat special fat goes onto your body and like it's very odd what has happened um in our brains oh my god it's a mirage like, okay, so like, what's your advice for nighttime eating i think that people need to how annoying are we about creating awareness huh but i mean we are an awareness program i think that people need to create awareness and um almost like create some sort of definition for them of why they need it or don't want to and, and actually create a really good relationship. I mean, understanding calorie deficit that it does not matter. So I think you then need to make a choice if that's a part of who you want to be or not. It's like eating breakfast. Like, do you want to eat breakfast or not? Well, do you want a nighttime food or not? Um, and then if you're like, yes, I would love to be able to eat at night. Well, figure that out. Like, and, and don't say I would love to eat at night. It's part of my food values but I can never stop eating. And I always, you know, eat the whole bag. Well, figure out ways to, to have both, you know? Um, and that might take time, but it's like everything else. Yep. Now for, for me, for sure, if you do want to eat at night, if you make that choice, you know, set yourself up for success. So yeah. you know, buy pre-portioned stuff, make sure you're sitting on the couch, eating it mindfully, not standing in your pantry, um, you know, eat your supper, knowing that there's still more coming, you know, mm. and, and, and adjust, tweak, Figure yeah. out, basically find your way to eat yeah. at night. Absolutely. 1000%. Okay. Processed food. Oh, Moji. I have nothing to say. Uh, I don't know stuff. No, but uh, okay. Why is this hot topic? Is because it's that conversation of it's, oh my God. It brings me back to that post that I'll never forget. It was like, it's pretty simple. I was following someone that I was on. I, then I unfollowed after this post because I'm like, we're just not on the same page. I can't. I can't keep reading about how simple it is. But yet, your three advice, like it was three tips, three tips to lose weight without counting calories. Okay, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And it's like, one, don't be a smoker. What does that have to do? Like, in my, <laughs> okay, so I'm like, okay, cool. And I understand like what they mean. It's like basically it's like to be healthier. Okay. <laughs> So I'm like, but I'm like, I'm not even a smoker. And I think that's like a really big step. It's not just like step one. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I can just imagine someone that is a smoker and you just read, don't smoke. Like that's okay. Like they're not just gonna be like, that's easy. Anyways, step two was uh, plant-based, like more plant-based foods. My goodness. Like that is a big step too, though, you know? And step three was move your body. Um, so, I mean, those three things, leash done. 
You just have to not be a smoker. You have to move your body and be plant-based. That seems simple. Like for me, it's, it's not at no. Like, so processed foods, the reason why it's a hot topic right now is because I think that whole foods is like really uh, sexy right now. It's like put on a pedestal, which of course it should be nutrient dense foods, plant-based. It's like sexy right now. It's like the trend. It's like, uh, it's trendy to, you know, obviously the, the whole gluten-free and whatever. I don't know. I even know what I'm saying. Cause you could be gluten-free and be right processed though. So I know that yeah. as well. Um, but that's what comes to mind. Why is it a hot topic is because processed foods are labeled as bad and, um, it's almost like they should be avoid, um, avoided, sorry. And which, oh, it's all food values. Like in my mind, it's like, I, I don't want, it's almost my opinion just becomes an opinion. Like my words are just my words. So you should just decide what you want to do when it comes to this. Yeah. I think that we just need to give space for people to say right. that clearly. And also guys, processed food is a spectrum. Mm. Pretty much everything we consume is processed on some level. Like, so we need to really be aware of that. Like, you know, where are we getting to the point where we're only eating fruit that falls off trees? Like, you know, mm, that's, yeah. that's like a thing. So processed food is obviously a spectrum. Um, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Clearly the least amount of processed food, like minimally processed food is better for your health. However, having conversation about health and weight loss are actually two different conversations. Mm. They absolutely overlap. And the reason why we can't just say don't eat processed foods is because we do not live in a utopian world. Mm. We live in a world where highly processed food is a big part of our culture. It is a big part of what we have access to. Mm. It is a lot of what we can afford. So I think that just telling people to not have any pro like not only eat um, unprocessed food is actually not fair. And it's no, not, I agree. No. And, and, and as I'm having this conversation, I'm actually a person that very highly values minimally processed food, but I still think that that advice is unfair to give everyone. No, I agree. And that's why I was like, Oh my God, you can't just put that in bullet form Two plant-based, but no, that's like a whole, like, culture shift and my like mindset shift like in my mind i'm like you have to be at a certain place in your mindset and in your life to want that they're like that's not like what the majority of people are like striving to do though you know what i mean and i just feel like the conversations that we're having that society's having a lot of or even on the internet is not like meeting people where they're at and it's not like the conversation that actually is going to drive them to make changes absolutely because you know, they it's just like yeah, they have to believe that it's possible. Yeah. And if we yeah. tell these people that they had to go all to this extreme, it's just going to feel like too much of a mountain. No, I agree. And I think that uh, we're the almost like one of the only ones that's having the conversations of meeting people where they're at and, and letting them um, make their own choices and not feel bad. Like not yeah. only are we allowing you to make your own choices, we're, we're like, there's nothing you should do. Like we're not going to be like, but you should be less processed. Not if you like, let's not feel like shit for our choices. Let's that's it. Done. Done. Like, done. Okay. Last one. Eating out. Oh my goodness. My favorite. <laughs> okay. Why is this a hot topic? Because people think they can't eat out and lose weight. They think I that weight loss and eating out cannot coexist. And, and we need to talk about that. Absolutely. It, people truly believe that eating out and weight loss cannot coexist. Right. And they're going to blame weight loss. Okay. So 
even today at Spain, someone, we were talking about something and I said that I had four classes in 24 hours just because I'm trying to take over Julie's classes, right? So I said they were, so I teach every day at lunch. So some of them signed up for every day at lunch and they're like, they're like, oh, it's like, a, uh, they're, they're doing the countdown. So basically they're like four more left. You know what I mean? Of, of Julie classes at lunch. Okay. okay hilarious. And I, and I said, my countdown is literally tomorrow at lunch will mean that I've done four classes in 24 hours. And then like the rest of the week is just one class a day, like normal, you know? Okay. So it's just today and tomorrow, whatever. It's all good. And, uh, once I was done and I said that, someone said, and that's why you can eat donuts. That's why you can eat donuts because of, because of my classes of spinning. And then I'm like, oh, but don't you understand that I was spinning like this before and not eating donuts and not losing weight. So like, um, you know, it's like, again, it's that, 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 and I, it, we were just having fun. All is good. Nothing, nothing negative there. Um, but it's obviously people label eating out as you can't lose weight but if you do excess exercise or if you like they like try to find another reason why someone would lose weight eating out you know um so that's very interesting to me other than just calorie deficit right but eating out is definitely something that um can coexist with weight loss and and it depends what kind of eating out we're talking about because i, I think was it's say, yeah yeah it's two different conversations i almost think that it's easier to coexist weight loss and eating out like takeout because or like um chain restaurants uh fast food because the nutritional information for pretty much everywhere is available to you so you just look you make your choice everything is a choice you can go to mcdonald's but choose to get a big mac and a water that's 550 calories that's probably less calories than your supper that you would have at home yeah so you know that you can clearly coexist that um eating out at a restaurant is harder I was going to say, I was, I knew exactly where you were going. And often that, you know what? Okay. I know people that their lifestyle, it's not eating out that maybe is making it difficult for them to achieve their goals. It's their lifestyle. Busy, busy, always at a restaurant, always like on, not on vacation, but traveling. Well, yes, that makes coexisting with weight loss difficult because you're sitting at your sit down restaurants and there's butter and there's salt and there's carbs and there's just high calorie foods that you cannot calculate and, and create a deficit almost. It's like, it makes it really difficult. It's like, it's almost like if every meal you ate came from a recipe that you did, but didn't know how much you weren't counting anything. That's difficult, you guys. But like, I mean, like if everything you ate was like a chili or a lasagna or a whatever, like, and you didn't count calories, like you didn't know how much you were eating or measuring anything, that would be difficult to know if you're in a calorie deficit or not. So you would look into portions. So, I mean, you, you could definitely be that person that travels a lot and has that lifestyle of eating out and traveling. You would just have to be really smart with portions. Absolutely. Moving, moving your body. Yes. Yeah. So I, what's important is that you know that it can coexist, but there are a spectrum of di levels of difficulty that, that it with whatever food values you have, you know. Yeah. And and create calorie awareness around the food you're consuming. So obviously, oil and butter, you know, is going to be high high calorie. Like it's not just the act of sitting at a restaurant that makes us consume excess calories, guys. It's yes. what we, it's what we put in our mouth when we get there. 
Yes. And how we set up our mindset prior to getting there, how we set up our life prior to getting there, um, all of it combined, you know? So I said, yes, but that's just when she said that about the donuts, I said, sure. But there was other aspects to me being able to eat 66 donuts in a month and lose weight. Like there was other things, you know, not going out on weekends and whatever, like all, all the other parts that I needed to play with. And at the end of the day, I was just in a calorie deficit. It's that simple. And for me, I, I, again, I get fr why I think I get so passionate is because I think some people fear eating out. And so then when they're on a diet, they avoid eating out or they have anxiety about going eating out. And, and we just want to help our members create a relationship with food, which includes eating out that they can go and enjoy themselves without the drama. They can make their choices and move on with their life because life is, is about more than just weight loss, guys. Yeah, that is and, what we do. And eating out is really, I think it, to me, it's a very special thing to do. And I don't want to do that feeling stressed with anxiety, with fear of weight gain. I want to go and be in the moment, make my choices based on my knowledge and enjoy. Yeah, no, I think that was great. I love it. Okay. Okay. Well, that was a fun, I mean, we gave them tons of info. Um, and that was fun. So the next one, we'll do our next five hot topics. Thank you for listening, everyone. And happy end of March. Bye. Bye.